This is Miller's Edge on Tide 
the season because Bryce Young saying that he feels good about this team and that this team is close. A lot of players saying they're close uh, to being a pretty decent football team in the <laughs> NFC South. I ain't buying that, but at least that's what they said. Mm-hmm. Also, we'll get you ready for Michigan and Alabama. Washington and Texas, the final four games. We'll start talking more about that as we uh, lead up this week. And I think we'll hear from Coach Head Coach Nick Saban after we get off the air right before big news sports. Normally the typical Monday he speaks to the media. Uh, don't know exactly what he's going to say. Uh, probably just give us an overall standing on where the team is, what type of conditioning they are in, injuries, that type of thing. Coach Pritchett, who was in the transfer portal, the backup tackle, uh, jumped out of the portal and said, you know, he made a mistake, apologize, you don't know what he was thinking. He's going to be at Alabama. We can talk about that. We had a big-time recruiting weekend. I haven't seen any uh, any comments yet on X about who committed potentially. Uh, we can talk about that. So we got a lot of different things we can go uh, on the program today. One thing, though, before I get to Christian, is I do want to talk about is what Chip Kelly Chip Kelly, who is the coach out of UCLA, played in a bowl game this past weekend. And I think he said what we kind of all been thinking about NIL, about, you know, these conferences merging, about they becoming a Big Ten team and how other sports should not have to be able to travel like that and, and, and football should be its own entity. Just real quick before I get to Christian, play real quick what Chip Kelly had to say. And I think it makes a lot of sense if it could work because you know, it's about the players, it's about them getting some money, getting a piece of the pie. But it's crazy to have conferences traveling like Stanford and Cal and the ACC. It makes zero sense. But play what Chip Kelly had to say about that. What is the the biggest issue that you might have right now, whether it be realignment, NIL, transfer portal, and what would your, your plan maybe be to, to try to solve it? I think they're all a problem, and I think we need to have a conference commissioner. I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball. But because football left, and they say, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference that's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five. And we separate, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams. And then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've allowed to spend time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group, and so there's 132 teams, and we all share in the same ter- we all share the same TV contract. So if the Mountain West doesn't have one, and the Sun Belt doesn't have another, and SEC has one, and they have another, that we all go together. That's a lot of games, and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five. You can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You know, a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done. That money now needs to be shared with the student athletes and there needs to be revenue sharing and the players should get paid and you can get rid of NLI and the school should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. There you go. Head coach Chip Kelly of UCLA, 1,000, 1 million, whatever percent you want to put with that. Totally in agreement. That's the way it should be. That's, that's perfect. 
makes plenty of sense. I know he's been thinking about it, just like a lot of us have been thinking about it, take care of the whole NIL and pay for play, uh, and take care of all this cross-country traveling with other sports. I mean, softball across the country, play another softball team. Come on. Volleyball, tennis, give me a break. That don't make any sense. All right, we got that to talk about, too, as well. We'll dig into that as the show progresses. That being said, now down to the Plus Studios, right down Skyler Boulevard. Christian Miller, two-time national champion captain of the Alabama Crypto Tide, Justin Jones. Guys, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand completely what he was saying. That was my first time hearing it. Um, but so he's, he's basically saying everybody in football is independent. So he's not including the other sports, right? Or, or was he including the other sports in that? Only football, Justin. No, only State. football. Only football. He's saying football should be its own entity. I agree. Huh. You can't ask softball, volleyball, you know, uh, baseball, whatever. All these other sports, maybe basketball, they do it anyway. But, but the smaller sports that doesn't bring any money, they're not revenue sports. Ask them to hold a conference. Are they, right? like, are they moving you, right you, now? Is that what he was saying? Like UCLA and Southern, UCLA and Southern Cal is moving to the Big Ten. So all right? sports, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's what it he, makes was no he, was, sense. he was saying. They shouldn't have to move. Just football. No, should. they shouldn't. Like they should keep the the West game, right? They should. You should. They should play Southern Cal and Arizona State and Arizona and California and you know close trips on a plane ride, right? I mean, they shouldn't have to play Penn State or Michigan State or Illinois or Purdue. I mean, it makes zero sense. So that's all I'm saying. It should make zero. It makes zero sense. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I guess that does make sense. I'm just trying to think in my head out. Just 64 teams. I mean, so like, I just, I just, to me, I feel like there'd be a lot of issues in terms of scheduling. People would be complaining about, oh, they have it easier than we do. I guess what he was saying was you play seven games or so, like with the people kind of geographic, geographically in your location. So if you're on the West Coast, you play like seven teams around that area. Then the, the remaining, uh, the remaining, excuse me, the remaining, uh, whatever, four or five, whatever amount of games is left, you kind of split that up with other. I mean, I don't know. I guess it, it could be something. I just think that's way too drastic for us to actually see that happen. Um, but I love hearing all these different ideas. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, do you think there's that big of an issue right now, college football? Yeah. Something like that, that drastic needs to happen. Yeah, for one, he talked. He said NLI, which is the National Letter of Intent. That's not what okay, I was talking okay, about. Okay, okay. All right, grammar police. I mean, he, he made a mistake. I mean, I mean you you you, nah, call, you not, just call Scholar Boulevard Scholar. I don't want people to get confused. <laughs> Because, you know, NLI is the National Letter of Intent. That's not, he, he was talking about NIL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was well, we like this. We so, well, I know you, you did, but maybe people out there didn't know, so I'm just letting them know. That being said, what's happening right now? Look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is killing it right now. They are. In college free agency. That's what it is. They are absolutely killing it. They got the two number one edge rushers. They got... You know, one of the best receivers, the number one receiver from South Carolina. That South Carolina just paid a ton of boatload of money, got hurt last year. Now he's gone. They just got that guy. I mean, they got all kinds of dudes. They, they, they're saying they just print money down in Oxford, Mississippi. Right? 
So what happens if if, if 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 the players get a piece of the pie, whatever the percentage, every scholarship player gets sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year of the TV revenue. That's still not a, a ton of money. Okay, hold on. Across hold the on, board. Hold on, hold on, man. I mean, hold on. Let me finish. Okay, all let right. me finish. All right. So they get their money. He says fifty thousand dollars, right? Every scholarship player gets fifty. There's no transfer portal. There's no got to worry about protecting your roster. There's no got to go out here and try to sign this guy, that guy, the third. You develop your guy. It helps you continue to keep recruiting high school kids so that you can develop. All of that stays in place. So my thing would be, if you go to football, makes all the money, right? So you got a group of five, you got the power five. Like he said, you play seven guys, your region, you know, South plays South, and you make a split, you play Midwest, but that's doable. And then you have your own playoff. But right now, this thing is a hot mess. It is a hot mess. So they need to find out an answer. It's going to happen at some point. It's got to. They can't continue. It's not sustainable. I, so what you're going to do? I don't know what what they're supposed to do, but here's my thing. I, you said 60 to 70 still isn't enough. I mean, my only argument is, I mean, at what point, I just feel like we're going to keep dragging the meter, right? Um, you know what I mean? Because it's like 60, 60 to 70K is not enough. I mean, who's that not enough for? I mean, that's... What? I didn't say it wasn't enough. I said there's still I, not a lot of money as it pertains to what the schools are making. Do but think about it. These schools have 120 guys. How many guys are scholarships? Is it 85? 80, 85 guys. 85 if you're walking guys on, you're not getting the money. All right. So, all right. Well, they should get something, though. I'm in favor of them getting something. They do everything that all the other guys do. I mean, they're just not a scholarship player. So I, I would be in favor of them getting something. Maybe not the whole thing. That's fine. So we'll average those. We'll say 65,000, average of two, times 85. That's, you know, 5.5 million for your roster. All right. That's cool. But so then, then what are the other things, though? So, like, if, if, if they're locked in, so and you're paying them a salary, that means they're employees. So are they going to receive benefits? Are they going to? Are you going to basically treat them as if they, you know what I mean, like insurance, all that good stuff, like a true employee? And then if we're going that far, you made it seem like. It, so you're saying if they're getting paid salaries, it's theoretically a contract. They can't just leave. Is that what you're saying? One hundred percent. Yeah, but see, but then the players. Well, are going I mean, to, if you the leave, then there's going to be deductions. You're going to like like it used to be, right? If you leave, you got to sit out a year. There ain't be no, it just, you can just transfer unless, my thing would be unless it'd be something. Yeah, you're going to get a penalty unless it's like family, you know, about what, one of those situations. Yeah, like they get, they get it approved. They, 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 like how it used to be. Okay. I, I, again, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, I just, I feel like at what point is, which is going to keep, going to keep, because watch, you do that. And then there's going to be something else that comes up. Like, oh, it's not fair. Go ahead, Justin. Well, no, I think you're right. And I think it opens up another layer to what we see in professional sports where it's like, okay, you're you're salaried, but all the players are going to want to go play in Florida where there's no, you know, income tax. Yeah, that's a good point. But then, I mean, uh, how is that fair to them, though, if, if the players are then locked and they can't do anything and the coaches still can, right? I mean, coaches still can leave. At, at will, so I, I, I just I don't know. I, I see what he's saying in terms of just throwing the hypothetical out there. Football does make all the money. I hate to say that. There's no disrespect to the other sports, but statistically, 
football and then sometimes in some schools their basketball uh their basketball teams uh actually are profitable but other than that i think every other sport statistically is a loss they lose money um and that's unfortunate basketball no, no, I, that's why I, said, I said some schools, their basketball team brings profit. And there might be a handful of baseball, but other than that, they all lose. I mean, I, at least I know last time I was looking at this, I can't remember when, it might have been like a year ago. Uh, we pulled it up. I think it was from at least Alabama. And it was like football, basketball might have had a, might have had a small profit. Then maybe because we are good in pretty much all of our sports, it might have been a little bit closer, but the majority no. of these schools, I mean, they, they all were losing money. No, 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 I'm just saying, like, but think about it, like our softball team is a good softball team. We don't have a lot of support. They, they don't matter. It, it, that, I, they I don't make like, any money. I, I, I'm not, I didn't think they did, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was closed. Justin will look up, look, look up those numbers for us if you don't mind. But yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's cool to hear Chip Kelly offer that. I just, I don't know again, and I'm all four players. Um, you know, receiving compensation. I, you know, I get it. You don't have time to work a job. You know, you're, you're investing so much time and effort into the sport. It brings in so much revenue. I'm all for that, but it's just like at what point? I mean, are we just going to keep saying, okay, well, this ain't enough now. This ain't enough now. Because I'll be honest, right now, I mean, these dudes are living nice. I, I, again, when I was in school and you were in school, nobody could buy us a, a, a bag of chips, right? I mean, you go in the parking lot now. These dudes driving nice cars nice nice cars but i'm with you there needs to be some type of uh regulations or something because just like you in you i feel like your school y'all got hit the worst look at south carolina y'all paid those guys all that money the y'all's best players like literally y'all staple pieces just for them to give y'all the peace sign and, and do so i mean do they get to keep all that money y'all paid them do they like that's crazy to me then they get paid to go somewhere else and all this is going to do it's further enhanced that because now guys are going to be like, all right, I'm going to get a bag to sign with this school. Then if it don't work out, I'm just going to put my name in the portal, get another bag. And it's going to keep leaving because it's going to get more and more money. Um, so I, I hate it for schools like like you this with South Carolina because y'all definitely get hit hard. Alabama, we, we were going to have our fair share of guys in the portal. I mean, there was another guy or two uh, recently. I know Pritchett came back, but then I just saw that one of the defensive linemen, he ended up committing to Colorado. So Dion got him a, a Alabama guy. Good for him. Um, but yeah, and I wouldn't be shocked. We're going to have some guys in the portal coming up very soon, uh, just because we're still playing for a championship. So it's a little slower right now, but you'll see some guys. Georgia is, I mean, they're having a, <laughs> I hate it for those guys. I mean, it seems like the whole roster is cleared out, but uh, looking at these, uh, stats here, and I don't know if they're a hundred percent factual, but Alabama athletics, as it comes to each of their sports and each of the programs, men and women, mm-hmm. only two are profitable. And it's men's basketball, which is about it's not much. No, it's a it's around five million maybe. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, and then men's football is over fifty million. Yeah, everything else is in the negative money. Yeah, and then that's what I thought. But I was I was trying to give uh, give our teams you know the benefit of the doubt because we do have some really talented teams that are successful. So I was and, and they get a lot of support. That that's a driving factor in revenue, right? I, I mean, no matter how good you are, if you don't have people attending and showing up supporting. You're not gonna make much money, but yeah, no, I mean it's unfortunate that it's like that. So, I, I, with that being said, that makes sense why Chip Kelly is saying to separate football because I hate to say it, but I mean if football is bringing in fifty million, then everybody else is losing money. Football funds these other sports, right? Um, but anyway, with that being said, I, I, yeah, I, I that's, don't, probably, that's probably after they pay for all these other sports. That's what I'm saying. So, 
Listen, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that was net or That's gross, why but. he's saying what he's saying. I know that's a lot of big, big uh, bite of food to to take right now, but but it makes plenty of sense, right? It makes plenty of sense because um, now, right now, things are going absolutely crazy. Old Miss is making its best to to bring in an all-star team to take out Alabama. That's what it looks like and they're done down in Oxford. We can talk more about that. Um, we can talk uh, Alabama and Michigan because uh, the matchup is going to happen uh, in probably a little less than uh, about, about two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, about two weeks. So we'll get more into that ball game. Look at that matchup. What can we expect here from you? 205-342-9904. Responsible by good friends of the Good Feet Store. I meant to say that at the beginning. And uh, they are America's art support experts. So check those folks out at Midtown Village. Douglas and the guys will take great uh, care of you. Don't forget to see my man Reagan, the newborn baby boy over there. They're on our cigars, 2703 6th Street. Best humidor in town. Best bourbon. Best selection of drinks in town that you want. You got the flat screens. You got the recliners. You got the porch. Weather sometimes is iffy a little bit. But, hey, if you're chilling on the porch, they got heaters for you. Not go inside plenty of private rooms that you can watch any game that your soul desires. R&R Cigar 2703 6th Street. Reagan and Randy would take great care of you. Reminder, always think responsibly. Hit a break, come back, your phone call, more thought on the tide and Michigan. We'll talk about that on the flip side of this break. This is the Middle's Edge. We're on the tide, 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC, the home of Alabama. Crimson Tide Sports will be back in a moment. diagnosed with breast cancer last year. This is Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Again, that's 205-345-8102. 8102. Tune in. To- hey, it's Christian Miller, and we're celebrating Roll Tide all season long at Buffalo's Cafe, where everyone is family. Grab happy hour from 2 to 6 every Monday through Friday with drink specials and half-priced appetizers. Looking for award-winning wings tossed in your favorite saucer rub? Visit us on Wednesdays for all-you-can-eat wings from 5 to 9 p.m. for $15.99. We're bringing Bama fans together for every game with good food and good times. Try our dine-in, carry-out, delivery, or catering at Midtown Village on McFarland Boulevard or order now at www.buffalos.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A breezy afternoon with a good supply of sunshine. The high today, 55. Turning colder tonight, clear with a low at 26. And for tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow, 48. For Wednesday, the high, 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Three four two ninety nine zero four. Tie 100.9. The Miller's Edge right now happening. Hope you're doing well here on a Monday. One week from Christmas. Corey Miller. Christian Miller and Justin Jones. We talked a little bit about Chip Kelly and what he said about maybe some changes with the NIL and Group of Five, Power Five. So if you want to talk about that, we still can do that. But I want to get into Alabama 
and Michigan as they're a little less than two weeks away as the college football playoff semifinal start at the Rose Bowl game presented by Prudential. Right now, I'm looking at ESPN, and if you look at their little, uh, it's their athletics. Michigan has about a 56% chance to win the game, and Alabama has 44%. You look at team leaders, they're pretty, uh, pretty, I think the same. Jalen Miller has more passing yards, 27-18, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions. J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback from Michigan, has 26-30 with 19 touchdowns and only four interceptions. McClellan, the leading rusher, again, we don't know his health going into this ball game and banked up. He leads the tide and running the football, 803 yards, six touchdowns. Corum, who is a nice little back, a little small, a little jittery back, gets in and out. He has a little bit over 1,000 yards of a rush to football, 24 touchdowns, though. He gets in the end zone a lot. Uh, receiving the ball, Burton, a transfer from Georgia in his second year, has picked up, had a nice year, 777 yards, eight touchdowns for Michigan. They're not a, known as a deep threat football team. Don't threaten you down the field. 41 catches, R. Wilson uh, has 662 yards, but 11 touchdowns. So when you look at both these teams, I mean, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh has tried to pride themselves on being more like an SEC, SEC team, Christian, right? They want to play great defense. They want to run the football. They want to be physical. They want to dominate the trenches. They want to dominate both sides of the lines of scrimmage. That's who they try to be. We've seen that in action. I think this is the third year in a row they've made the college football playoffs. We've seen them in action against Georgia. Uh, didn't work out too well. Still got dominated in the trenches. I think this one they had Aiden Hutchinson, who's having a phenomenal career at Detroit. They still haven't been able to get that done. And when you look at the tape, just the eye test, you know, for me, just maybe it's some homerism in here. I don't like to say that because I try to be fair. Alabama has a better football team. Alabama has better athletes. Now, in the trenches, are they physical? Yes. But is it, can Alabama be physically or physical in the defensive line? Yes. And we've talked about that before. Now, they've been exposed. And a lot of that, you broke it down. We talked about the stats for losers and they're part of the story, not the whole story. We know all of that good stuff. Um, they've given up a lot of rushing yards at times. But it's been th- with the quarterback or a running back busting one late in the game for 74, 72 yards like that happened with Kentucky. That being said, when you look at this matchup, I think everybody that knows this game understands that it sets up, I think, very well for the Crimson Tide. I think, you know, with their ability to be able to stop a running attack the way Michigan runs a football, they like to play in the box, they like to run some counters, they like to off-tackle, they like to look corners, probably like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, high behind those big linemen, and, you know, find gaps. Um, tight ends, that's how they like to play. They're not going to threaten you down the field. They're not going to play hurry-up football. So for me... These are the types of teams that Alabama, I think, sets up perfectly for. And Michigan just don't scare me. I mean, they, they, they're they undefeated. They beat Ohio State, who's the quarterback is gone, just signed or just committed to Syracuse. Um, you know, lost one game. That was to Michigan. So who knows what Ohio State was. The conference of Big Ten wasn't that great. Penn State lost to both. I mean, the other side was atrocious. So... When you look at this, I know we can probably just overlook them and say, hey, we're just going to show up. I'm not talking about that. you got to go play the game. But when you look at it, Christian, Alabama's a better football team. We don't need to kid ourselves. Now, they got to go play it. They got to go play that way. They got to go make them understand that they are. But 
right now, I don't have any worries about Michigan. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say not not worry, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you in in terms of I'm I'm not. I don't, I, I I I get what you're saying. I don't know how to to best word it because I don't want to sound like we're complete, completely disregarding Michigan and saying oh they're not a good team because we're not by any means. It's just when you look at the matchup specifically against Alabama, I, I just think uh, Michigan might be a little inflated in terms of kind of the perception people have. Uh, we talk about all those you know phenomenal stats uh, of their defense because in terms of offensively they're kind of middle in the pack. Yeah, they're physically like to run the football, but they still kind of middle of the pack when it comes to those numbers. But defensively, look, you got to give them their credit, right? They 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 do have the was it the number two ranked defense and total defense, number one in points uh, allowed per game. It's like nine and a half. But then the flip side is or the addendum is you look at it. They, the offenses that they've played, and you've been saying this, and I, the more I've gone back and watched and, and, and really studied them, you're right. I mean, the offenses that they're playing, they're not very capable offenses. I saw this stat get thrown out there. The average, and, and this might not be 100% you know, accurate, but it's along the lines. Basically, the, the average offense that Michigan played throughout the season ranked towards like 100th in the country versus Alabama. Theirs was like the average offense was coming in at like ranked in the top 30 or so, right? So a huge difference in competition these two teams are playing. That being said, Michigan still does have a really solid defense. They've got a nice front, right? They, they, they're very effective. They do a nice job. Some, some talented guys in the back end. Um, but I just don't think that defense has seen anybody like, like Jalen Milroy. They've never played a quarterback as dynamic as him, a guy that can make plays with his legs, a guy that has that deep ball, right? That, that's just a true playmaker, right? You're seeing Jalen Milroy, Jalen Milroy has just evolved, right? I mean, watching him, his, his comfort, his confidence in the pocket when he's moving around. Only thing is he needs to continue to be quicker with his decisions, not hold the ball so long. But when he does start making those plays, you look at the SEC championship game, escaping on that third down, finding a way to kind of do the flip toss, a little Patrick Mahomes looking past, shoveling it, you know, coming up uh, when, you know, they needed him right there. I, I just don't think Michigan's necessarily seen that. And then you add into the equation the guys on the outside. I, I, I don't, I mean, I, I know Michigan's got a nice secondary, but you look at Jermaine Bird and Isaiah Bond, the guys that have stepped up on the outside. They've got speed. They can take the top off of defense. They're, they're making phenomenal catches. They're very reliable. So a position that people are a little concerned going into the season. People are worried about the drop passes. Well, they've really come along nicely. Then most importantly, the offensive line, right? The offensive line, and I talked about this last week, but, I mean, you can't say enough about them. They, they've done a complete 180. Uh, they gave up a couple sacks against Georgia. You know, right, Georgia had to look game plan. They had the double spy look kind of. Caught us off guard a little bit. That, that's fine. But in terms of physicality and just creating running room, getting movement, getting pushed, being dominant, the way they played in the SEC championship is exactly the, the type of offense line play that we all expected going into this season. And that's why when people talk about the physicality of mission, yeah, they, they, they pride themselves on physicality. But we're talking about Alabama here, folks. I mean, we're literally known for physicality, right? Has it been a little you know, inconsistent at times here and there. Sure, that's going to happen. But if you talk about a team that's prepared for a matchup like this, it's going to be Alabama. Now, I will say, if they come out like they did against Ole Miss, where they lacked some physicality, they weren't really aggressive, they didn't seem like they were flying around, having hats, flying the ball, that, that could cause some issues. But again, that's not who they've been all season. That's one game. 
consistently they've done a really nice job stopping the run. I mentioned to you when you were talking about the numbers, I think they come in like 30th in rushing defense. To me, that number is also a little skewed because you throw into the equation the LSU game. I mean, we held LSU to well under our, our goal in rushing yards other than Jaden Daniels letting loose, right? That was the only thing. You look at the Kentucky game, they were held under the 30 yards rushing until that backup uh, late in the game broke a 70-something-yard run, right? Uh, matter of fact, looking at this LSU game, Jaden Daniels himself had 163 yards rushing. You mentioned that on the show. Logan Diggs, who, again, mind you, it's not like Jaden Daniels is the only rusher on that team. Going into the, the LSU game that, when Alabama played them, they were one of the top rushing teams in the country. And it wasn't only Jaden Daniels. The, the the running backs they had were, were largely uh, contributed to that. Logan Diggs, Joshua, those guys, we held them to 24-19, right? So Alabama is a, is a good run-stopping team. Don't let that number 30 run, uh, number fool you. Um, with all that being said, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think we match up well with them. Uh, I mean, even like just as you look at position, comparing positions, I mean, receivers, I'll take Alabama running backs. I, I, I look, Donovan Edwards and, and Blake Corum, two good backs. They're, they're a really nice tandem together. Um, but you're talking about just talent. I mean, I'll be honest, man. Our backs might not necessarily put up the numbers that they're putting up, but you talk about a, a stable. I mean, between Roydell and, and Jace and the young backs that we have, Jam Miller. I mean, we, we've got – it's like pick your poison, right? Offensive line, they've got a good offensive line, but they kind of have a tackle problem. And now you're talking about the, our edge rushers. We have the best edge tandem in the country, in my opinion. Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell lined up against these guys, right? That's why I feel like if, if, if we execute and defend the run properly and don't let them do what they want to do and make them try to beat you in the air and let our pass rush let loose, because you got to remember, when you have effective rushers, you don't have to blitz. You can have guys in coverage. You can afford to cover how you want to cover and, and provide some relief on the back end when guys can get when you can get home before Alabama can do that between Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, Justin Boygby, Tim Smith, those guys they're 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 efficient they're very efficient and effective pass rushers. So I know I said a whole lot. Like I said, we're going to keep diving in this. I just last week we kind of laid the groundwork and wanted to add a little bit more to it today. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think the biggest thing is Michigan. They, they, they like using the H-backs. They like, they go on 12, 13 personnel. They're going to try to establish the run, but I think Alabama's going to be prepared for that. Cause again, I mean, even just going back to my time, like when I was there, I mean, in, in camp practices, we might not necessarily get in the regular and see that a whole bunch, but we practice it. Well, when we do team run, it's physical. I mean, it's 12, 13 personnel. We're doing all that. I mean, we're getting down and dirty. <laughs> so these guys are prepared for it. And, and I'm telling you, I think Jalen Miller really can be an right. X factor in this game. No, nah, he will be an X factor in this ball game because I think that's what will give them the edge. Take some calls, 205-342-9904. Uh, we're talking Alabama-Michigan Rose Bowl, January the 1st. Alabama trying to get back uh, to a national championship game, which is played in Houston, which I've already predicted that. You know, and Mayor Rowe will hoist that Dr. Pepper trophy in his great state of Texas. That's my thoughts. Pat's been holding. Let's go to the phones. It's Monday. We're kicking it off with my man Pat. Welcome in. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, first off, hey, Michigan hadn't done anything as far as uh, recruiting goes with uh, the likes of Alabama. What makes them think that they even have any kind of a fighting chance? Come on. <laughs> I guess uh, they're confident in that undefeated record, even though it's not really you know proven. They haven't really played too many folks. I guess their best win would be Ohio <laughs> State, but... Hey. 
Those running backs have been running against Big Ten teams. That's Big right. Ten teams are, hey, that's just their joke when it comes to defense. They, they, hey, you probably could rank them with the oh, Southwest Conference, for Lord's sake. Come on. They them. <laughs> I mean, but hey, what, what I told you guys about, Dave, is Coach Saban went and met with Perry Thompson and his mother uh, this past Wednesday night. What would y'all give the odds? Would y'all give the odds fifty-fifty of seeing him uh, put on an over, um, put on an Alabama hat and keeping it on? You know, that's a great question, Pat. I, I'll be honest. When it comes to recruiting, we, we're probably not the <laughs> probably not the best just because we we don't necessarily cover it as closely as some of these others. But I, I've I've been you know seeing the Perry Thompson news, and I know he's a guy that we really want. Auburn's after him heavily. Uh, from from everything that I've read and I've seen, again, I, I, I probably don't know as much as some of these other folks. I would probably say it is kind of split. Um, the problem is nowadays there's so many other factors that go into it. I don't know what's being offered behind the scenes, right? If you're, if you're talking about just a choice between the two schools, right, I think Alabama's a clear choice. But you're talking about NIL involved and, and what other people are offering, it, 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 it's a toss-up. Because I'll, I'll say this. I know Alabama has a lot of resources, but I also know – they're not necessarily interested in paying as much as some of these other schools. And I don't blame them, right? Just because it's, we have a lot more value to offer than just the financial side of things. But some schools, you see, like we talked about Lane Kiffin in the transfer portal. You think all those guys just want to go play at Ole Miss? <laughs> I, mean, hey, I highly doubt I, that. I, I, Ole Miss is hardly a beer stop between us. Birmingham and uh, Memphis, you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get way off the road. You got to get way off the road to get, get, get down there, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, it, 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 it ain't even convenient. Come on. That's what I'm saying, Pat. You know, but these kids now, I'm so over their lusting of money, right? Their lusting of get, give me, me, me. That type of thing. Give me well, mine they, now. They want, it, they want it right now, and they and I mean, you just all you got to do is look at how many people Coach Saban has put in the NFL for uh, at, at least with two year careers. I guarantee you, there's nobody that's had anybody had uh, players in the NFL that's played at least two years. No, that would, that would be fat. That would be fat, fat. I mean, even this year, they got more players yeah. on rosters than any college in, in, in America. Yeah. But listen, but here the problem is these kids want that money now, and it's like who's going to date them and who's going to write a check? Which yeah. which collector's going to say, you know what, we'll give you a million dollars right now? Ole Miss is doing it, and it's unfortunate because that's not the way college football should be. And Nick Saban, I'm with them. You know what? I'll coach the guys that I get. I'm going to get some good guys. I may not get as good of guys at times, but I can coach them up and put them in a system that wins. And that's been the uh, the real deal with Alabama. Appreciate the phone call, Pat. we got to hit a break. We're up against it. Back more you calls. We'd love to hear what you think about that because Christian made a great point. This is what's happening. In Alabama, you know, Nick Saban told the guy, remember, six months ago, whatever it's been, get out of the office. <laughs> right? He told him, hey, get to stepping. Hey, matter of fact, let me grab my remote control clicker. Bye. You know what I mean? But that's what's happening. And um, these guys are, hey, so-and-so offered me this and so-and-so offered me that. What can you guys do? If that's why you want to come to my school, don't come. I'm sorry. Because we had too much to offer. We got to a quick break. Come back more your calls. 
And we'll continue this conversation with Michigan and Alabama and more transfer portal news because Southern Cal, the other USC left coach USC, Christian. Boy, Lincoln Riley got a lot of problems. He got a lot of problems. The, the, the so-called starter is putting himself in the transfer portal. I'll tell you who and what that's all about after this break. This is the Middle's Edge. When it's time, 9-12-30 WTBC, it's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We'll be back in a moment. It's time to ring in the new year right. Bama, a winner over the Georgia Bulldogs, claiming the SEC title. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at 1 on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Football. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And we're back. 11.47 there Central Time in Tuscaloosa. 12.47 here in Columbia, South Carolina. Beautiful day, though. 57 degrees. Sun is out. And uh, I'm getting me a little vitamin D. Love the sun, man. Ain't that like the sun. Love it. Need it. It's necessary. Yeah, yeah you need that vitamin D, right? Yeah, and it is, just real quick, it's, it's good to get it in the morning, right? You get like at least 15 minutes of sunlight, start your day. Helps kind of get your neurotransmitters going, helps boost your serotonin levels, all that good stuff. So, if anybody was curious, yeah, try to get out in the sun first thing in the morning. It's really good for you. What's that word you just used? Serotonin. It's like the feel-good chemical in your brain. But I was saying, you know, neurotransmitters is kind of just a broad term. I'm not trying to get all scientific. Just know that it, it, the sun, you know, vitamin D, all that good stuff, it helps you. It gets, it helps boost your mood. That's why there's such thing, you know, people up north, it, there's like a, I'm drawing a blank here, but like during like the fall and the winter, they, their moods are a little down. It's like almost like seasonal depression because the sun's not out as much. You got daylight savings times, less sunlight. So it's, it's proven that, that, that plays a role. So make sure, um, the moral of the story is make sure you try to get outside as much as possible, folks. It's good for you. It's healthy. You need that vitamin D. That's right. Southern Cal, um, I talked about Lincoln Riley. I mean, this this football team has been just kind of crazy, right? I mean, he was hammering transfer portal guys, getting things done. Now, the guy that everybody thought will replace Caleb Williams Malachi Nelson is entering the transfer portal. Now, this came out last night as I was looking. Uh, people think he is going to be gone. I see. That's what I'm saying. This is one that doesn't make sense to me, Christian. I mean, he's the number one in the 2023 class, uh, and he told the staff supposedly that he is entering the transfer portal. And uh, he was committed to Oklahoma out of high school. Then Lincoln uh, Riley left with Southern Cal, and this is the problem I have. I mean, he was a top recruit in California. What makes him leave? He's going to be the starter at a storied program, Southern California. A guy that just won the Heisman and Caleb Williams. Why are you leaving? That's my question. Why? Hmm. 
I mean, I can think of a couple of reasons, but <laughs> main one is that money. I mean, I, I don't. Is it money? Is it like you know they stink? They don't have a defense. What is it? Dude, I, trust me. I wish I could. I wish I could answer that. But that—that's why I was. See, when everybody and I never wanted to completely say because I didn't want to sound like a hater. We were talking about all like the pain and all this because again. When I was in school here during my master's program, I had to do like a, a project or like an assignment, writing a paper on this subject. And it was like paying athletes. And I, I basically followed the Olympic model, basically meaning, you know, you could get your own endorsements, that kind of stuff. And I thought it made perfect sense. You're not necessarily paying people, but they can go out and get true endorsement deals, all that good stuff, yada, yada. But I never envisioned it turning into this because, I mean, you, you just gave, gave another example. And, I mean, there's going to be more to come. I mean – I mean, I, K.J. Jefferson just entered his name in the portal. I mean, that's not really a huge, you know, surprise, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, not necessarily it's not a surprise. I mean, I guess he could have stayed, but it's not like I'm not blown away by it. But, no, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I think it's just money. I don't know why this guy, with, I'm with you. That doesn't make sense. You said he, so he was pretty much pegged to be the starter. This guy was going to be the starter. Is that is that what you're saying at Southern Cal? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's 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 weird. I mean. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Because I, I, from what I heard, Southern Cal actually had a really good uh, NIL collective program. Uh, I was I was told, I think you were told this too, that Caleb, was it, uh, I almost said Caleb Downs, Caleb Williams' father actually is heavily involved and he's kind of like the driving force. And again, I don't know if this is all true. It's kind of just what we've heard. But they, that's kind of what helps them create all these major deals. Could it be now that Caleb Williams' father's leaving? Some of that support is going. I, I don't know, uh, but I thought Southern Cal had a lot of resources for NIL, and I thought they they did or they do. They've been pulling in all types of players, but um, dude, I just, I don't know, man. This whole thing is chaotic. So I, I, again, I mean, whatever it's going to be, is look our our whole show for the next few months is probably going to be transfer portal news which i mean gives that gives us something to talk about but dang man i mean it, it really is free agency so how does this work though so because there's a window right the window closes it doesn't close when does that justin do you know is it the transfer portal window? yeah because more than more people saying like they were trying to get put their names there's something about like the playoffs and stuff like guys are going the the controversy there is that they, they closes, overlap yeah, I was about to say overlaps because that's why the Texas quarterback left, right? Because he had to do it in a certain amount of time. And if he stayed and played, the window would have closed. So is it just like a certain time you have to put your name in the portal or is it to actually transfer? Like, do you have to find your school by that window? You might not know this. I, I, I'm genuinely curious because I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know so much the back end of it. But I thought that a, if you're in the playoffs, you get a little extra to time. Declare yourself to the portal to put okay, yourself so into the. There's portal. a window for declaration. Well, okay, wait, Dad. What you said? You get wait. Hold on. So, but so if you put your name in the portal by the, the by the the window, you can still play and do it. But why the Texas quarterback leave then? I thought the reason he well, left. As far as I understood it, is if you're in the portal, you're you can't play. Like you're. you're well, but remember last year, Alabama had guys in the portal. Remember, uh, in their no, that's game. a coach's decision. You can't yeah, play. You can play. Oh, okay, okay. It's that's a, I'm it's no coach's decision. But no, that's why I'm getting confused, Justin. Yeah. That's a good point because last year we had guys in the portal, but they still played, and there was. It's like this year. It seems like guys are like. That's why I'm wondering did did rules change? See, this is why I like. I love our radio show, but on YouTube <laughs> when we're on live. 
our chat, I got to shout out our chat on YouTube. When we go live, man, I'm saying if I have a question, and Justin is quick on and getting all this stuff, so he, he's just as good. But when you have a little army of people in the chat, I, I just, they, I'm talking about they start answering it for you. They think it just fills up the screen, but I, I don't know. All, all this stuff is confusing. So if any callers know this or just. As a quick reminder, too, for our show, you can message us. And yeah, it's please, please do. Yeah. Please help yeah. us out. <laughs> yeah, help us out because. We know a lot about football, but when it comes to this transfer portal stuff and all these windows, it's hard to keep up with all of it. I know. Some I mean, what are you what are you trying to find out? I'm just saying, like, like the, the ultimate, like the window, like how does this work? Meaning, like, like when is like, the, so is there a window for you to put your no, name? There's in there, a but, date. There, there's a date that correct. the transfer portal closes, but the transfer portal is going to open back up in the spring. I mean, so that that we do know. I don't have the specific dates. That's easy to find, but. Um, but we know it's going to close, and then it will open back up in the spring. Okay. That that's fact. That that's fact. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, the, I just was trying to gauge how this is going to work because I, I feel like Alabama is going to have they're going to have some more guys in portal, whether we like it or not. But that's why I was trying to figure out the dates that way. I mean, it would make more sense because I, I feel like I'm like, are we just do we have a guy? But they have. Or? If you're in the college football playoff. You, there is a time frame that you have extra. Like, you get a couple of extra five days or whatever it is. That's all I'm telling you. So I don't know the exact days. I don't, I'm not able to put up, but I'll do it no, tomorrow no, no, that, for that, sure. That, that I'm working sense. on. So that's, that, that's why I was asking about the Texas quarterback. Cause remember, he was saying he had no choice but to do it now for, that, that that's why I was confused. Cause well, we, but maybe, maybe the school that he's going to, might start or, you know, it could be any of those. He hadn't committed as of yet. I know he was at the University of South Carolina just this weekend. Oh, damn. Uh, but no commitment there. So I, I, I don't know. Do you think he would? We got to find all these things out. Do you think, do you think, just real quick, because I don't want to get out of here. Do you, do you think he would give you guys that, that edge to kind of get over that hump? I know you did a video. He's not coming to South Carolina. We just got the, we just got, we just got Vanderbilt's quarterback in the transfer portal. We got, you know, Lenore Sellers, who everybody's excited about from South Florence. He's a dual threat guy, 235, Karan, got a big arm. And we just got the backup from there. And we got Dante Reno at four-star. He's coming in. So Cyclone's in good shape with quarterback. He's not coming. It was great. They would, they don't have enough money to pay him. He's going to look for, he's going to look for bedrooms. We ain't got that kind of, we just raised close <laughs> to a million dollars, a few more days left, but, um, and the guy's supposed to match it, supposed to double it. So that should be two million dollars. But in the world of transfer portal, paying a whole lot of money if you're trying to win big time games. Just That's saying. true. Well, real quick before we get out of here, gotta remind you about our good friends over at Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. If you're looking for a great restaurant experience or a weekday lunch special that you can't beat, nine ninety nine. That includes a beverage. Wednesdays, all you can eat wings, seventeen ninety nine. Go check them out right now. Go enjoy a game. They got a bar you can sit down at. They got plenty of space. You can take your family, enjoy nice meals again right there in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. So go check them out today or anytime this week for that lunch special or wing night on Wednesday. Again, that's Buffalo's Cafe. All right, we got to get out of here and make room for Big Noon Sports. It's been a fun one. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Again, you can always listen to us on YouTube at the Miller's Edge as well. For If you ever want some extra stuff, go check us out there. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. Roll Tide. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Now,